Welcome home. I'm Caleb and I've got a question for you. Have you ever made a promise that you intended to be unbreakable? Think about that question as we begin to worship. I would love it if you would take a couple of minutes to let us know that you're here. Just go to www.churchathomeworship.org or text HelloCore to 474747 and fill out the form you find there. And don't forget to click share so you can tell your friends that there is good news for people who are looking for a home. And I'm Anna. I also want to welcome you to Church at Home. We begin each week with a short liturgy and music to help our hearts. Our hearts need a reminder of what life's ideal is, how we fall short, and how much God loves us. Then after a brief talk, we'll sing and pray together, taking what we learn out into the world. We begin with Jesus' summary of the law a summary of what life is supposed to be about. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Praise, Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Let's continue to worship together with Will before we open God's word.
Well, Dana, thanks for coming back for Church at Home. Glad to have you here today. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, last time you were here was before Christmas. And uh, lots happened in life after Christmas, didn't it? Well, lots happened in life since October with my wife's stroke. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Everything's constantly changing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I had a question that I wanted to ask you. Can you think of an unbreakable promise that you made? Whether you kept it or not, can you think of one that you made? Well, this is my second wife that I made a promise to that I have actually kept. Um, And that is that I would never lie. Wow. Yeah. And I've told them both from the beginning. Don't ask me a question that you don't want to understand. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to give you the truth, right? Because um, I, I honestly believe that a marriage is based on trust. Yeah. And the first lie, then doubt comes into the equation. Yeah, absolutely. So, Why do you think it's hard to keep a promise like that? Uh, sometimes fear. Sometimes we make excuses like, and we don't want to hurt somebody else. I mean, there are, there are hum, human things that will work against them. Absolutely, yeah. I think this passage that we're going into today, uh, we're, we've been talking about this yes and amen that God does, where he keeps a global covenant and a promise to people through the rainbow, through Isaac. And now we're moving all the way to the uh, book of Ephesians, the second part of the Bible. Um, where we understand and kind of look back to Jesus, and he calls us to keep some promises, to keep um, keep our word and to do certain things. And so I'm real excited to get into this passage with you. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Do we, you want to read the passage? Sure, I'll read it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised him up and seated him with us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yes, we have been uh, in this series looking at yes and amen. And it's based on at least in part on that passage from Second Corinthians, that uh, chapter one, verse twenty.
for all the promises of God find their yes in him, meaning in Christ. So um, we're constantly in that place, in my mind, as I see the yes and amen. Um, God provides in Christ the yes. We are required to provide the amen. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and the amen, basically, that word means, um, I agree, or let it be so for me. Yeah. Um, and so all of these topics that we're talking about, uh, looking for us um, to accept and, and believe and approve and, and uh, become part of what God has promised and what God is doing. Yeah. So I sat this message kind of with the, with the last sentence. You know, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And um, I think of God's workmanship. You know, I think of the scriptures like, uh, he knew me before I was born. Yeah. He knit me together in my mother's womb. Um, and that God has a desire for us, and he had a desire for us we, before we were born. My mother and father's genetics might have joined together to form my physical being, but God's desire for me to be a human being provided my soul. Yeah. And he has been integrally, integrally involved in who I am. Yes. And, I, and I know that because uh, I know that I, I never fit what my mother and father desired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my mother and father's first child was my older brother, Terry. And my father wanted to have one child. He was one of nine. Well, he was actually one of 17, but eight were a first marriage that he didn't associate with often. But, uh, okay. And he wanted to be, have an only child. Wow. Okay. So what was took, going on there? So it took my mother five years to convince him to have another child because she wanted a girl. Oh, no. Yeah, you're not, not a girl. girl. <laughs> no. I never fit, fit the bill. Yeah, that's right. And you may be handsome, but you're not that good looking. And, and, <laughs> well, she tried. She called me Pretty Dana. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. It was one of the haunts of my life. Yes, I can imagine. It then took her five more years um, to convince my father to have a third child, also a boy. So. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and that was dashed. it. But uh, none of us quite fit the bill. But we were the desire of God. Yes. So, and he he's, was watching over us from the very beginning, um, no matter you know, what we did. And second thing is we're created in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> and that, for me, is, is beginning to link into the second creation, that I was created and, and I was recreated. Yeah. And I was recreated in Christ Jesus when um, my life changed and I became a Christian. Yeah. Um, and so I was created in Christ Jesus for good works that God had in mind for me before I ever surrendered my life to him. Yeah. Even when I was doing whatever I was doing in my life, he had a plan for me. And, and for, for me, 
the goal is that through the process of what God has done in my life, I can walk in the path that he prepared for me beforehand. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've come to believe that that's, that's been the moment of my life that, that uh, I've found the most peace, the most joy, the most love, the most pleasure, the, most, the greatest challenges, and certainly any, any sense of a real meaning of life. Yeah. Wow. So, so I start here because it helps me to see the problem in this passage of Ephesians, mm -hmm. and then it helps me to see the solution yeah. in, the, in the passage from Ephesians. Right. Um, and the, you know, the problem is clear that we, we as Ron would say the, the other week, in our autonomy, uh, we want to do what we want to do. Yeah, that's right. And we want to go where we want to go, and we want to define the meaning of life the way we want to define the meaning of life. That goes back to what you were saying about keeping promises. Why do we have problems, you know, making unbreakable promises? Because we want to do what we want to do. And, and uh, we can come to the place of knowing it's wrong. Yes, we can. <laughs> you know, I was, I've been reading some Paul Tillich lately, and he says a lot more about sin than this. Right, right. <laughs> But, uh, but one of his statements about sin is that the simplest way that he can express it is sin is any way or anything we do that is not living in the will of God for us. Oh, wow. That's, um, that's a pervasive definition. Yes. I mean, you can come down to lists and scripture and all kinds of things, but that in any of them are walking away from the will of God for us. But there are many ways that aren't listed there that we're living outside yeah. of the will of God for us. Absolutely. And, uh, and we try to find the meaning of life in all those places that don't fit with God's will for us. Right. And, and I, can, I can identify as an atheist until I was over 30. So mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time lost and wandering. Yeah. Yeah. and defined the meaning of life in many and different ways. Uh, your daughter and I were talking earlier, you know, we talked about even on Sunday, yeah. that one of, my, one of my meanings of life was to be a basketball star. Yeah. And, and I, I spent countless hours yeah. to become a, and it, it was good for a time. Right, right. There <laughs> but came never, an end to it, right? But it never was the meaning of life. Right. Uh, and that's, and I think that's true for for us in many different ways. We just go off looking for something that truly doesn't satisfy. Yeah. Um, and the it still makes it hard for me. Um, the phrase in there that probably goes, "Oh no," was that I was a child of wrath. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hard one, hard pill to swallow, right? But given your definition of sin, if sin is doing anything that's not in the will of God, and if we follow after breakable things like, I mean, even if you had become a star basketball player, there comes a point at which you can't play basketball anymore because we're breakable. Yeah, and, um, 
And there is that sense that um, there are consequences. Uh, and I can identify many yeah. in my own life. Of, you know, some of them I didn't name until hindsight. Right, but, of course. But I tried to uh, look at all of them because they have the, the propensity for showing up again if I don't surrender them to him. So, so that's that's the problem. Yeah. And God is that hinge between that autonomous, willful life yeah. um, and righteousness. Mm -hmm. um, and righteousness for me means that God transforms us yeah. into something that can actually do His will. Right. Maybe not perfectly. Maybe never perfectly, but uh, I hope better and better and better. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the interesting thing is that, that he says, when he, when it gets to that point of that transference, but God. Yeah. And uh, and then the first thing it says is, but God, in His mercy. I mean. He's look, he was looking at my life, watch, watching me uh, lost in wandering, yeah. um, seeking all things that would satisfy that never did, um, achieving successes in many different areas, and yet never really finding something I would say was a real purpose or meaning of life. And, I, and as I've dealt with people all my life, both as a, a school teacher and as a, and as a priest, well, the greatest thing that we often find is that people are searching for a meaning of life. Yeah. Um, and like I did, many are searching in all the wrong places. Yeah. Um, so it's in his mercy that he looks at us, wandering in all the wrong places. and. Uh, and works his magic, if we let him, yeah. um, to do all the work for us to change. Right. I mean, it's clear, Paul is saying, um, we can't claim any of it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we had nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, God prepared my heart to accept him. Yeah. He provided the grace by which I could understand that um, I'm accepted. I can, I can accept that I'm accepted by the God of the universe. Wow. Wow. Um, that his, his grace is given to me. <laughs> that shows me that, I, that he wants to accept me, for me to accept that I am accepted. And, you know, we say, say the word faith like it comes from us. Um, and hopefully we will indeed exhibit faith. Right. But he's, he's the one that gives the gift of faith to begin with. That's absolutely uh, right. So I, I couldn't even have the faith to accept the grace which God so freely provides if he wasn't doing the work. I mean, yeah. he's, he's just the one who is, has such mercy on us that if we, we just open ourselves to him, he'll do bing, 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 bing. 
and transform our lives. Absolutely. And for me, it was one of those moments when it was uh, when my estrangement with God, which is uh, gone, was gone because um, he hit me with a two by four in an instant. I, I accepted what he was doing in my life and everything changed. My whole orientation of my life changed. And I can't say that I saw it at that point as that I was going to seek to do his will. Um, that thought wasn't in my mind. The only thing that was in my mind was uh, I knew what he, that he loved me. I knew he forgave me. And I wanted to um, search him out. Yeah. And, and so gradually his will was, has been expressed. And, and I've, I guess I've tried to follow his will from that point on. Um, that part of doing what he prepared for me before and that I could walk in. And it's, it's changed. You know, it's 40 years now since I've been a Christian, 43 years since I've been a Christian. And, um, and a lot has changed during that time of what it means for me to follow him. Wow. Um, and it's not done yet? So, we get back to that place for all the promises of God find their yes in him. Yeah. But we resound beyond that. Beyond that. Mm. What a great way to understand our brokenness is turned into something of beauty that becomes an amen of worship in response to his willingness to say yes. Thank you so much. Amen. amen. Glad, to do, glad to be here. Absolutely.
Let us respond in prayer as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us take time to pray for things that are on our hearts. May the leaders of our churches have wisdom and speak with one voice. Amen. Lord, have mercy. May the leaders of our country rule with righteousness. Amen. Lord, have mercy. May we and our enemies turn towards peace. Amen. Lord, have mercy. May the love of the Father touch the lonely, the bereaved, and the suffering. Amen. Lord, have mercy. May the path of the world be swept of all dangers. Alleluia. The Lord of mercy is with us. Thank you for joining us for Church at Home today. We pray the Lord's presence is with you, and we look forward to connecting with you. And please take a moment to hit the share button and visit us at churchathomeworship.org. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.